It's Auto In with your hosts, Seth Kelly, Will Moulton, and Garrett Walder. In this episode, what role does music play in broadcast? What software is used to produce music? And what are some of our hosts' favorite music? Without further ado, Auto In. Welcome, boys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, uh, squirrels. Uh, who else do we got? Lions, tigers, bears. Oh, my. Welcome to Auto In, Season 2, Episode 6. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about music in broadcast, but we got a couple of things to get to first. Uh, first of all, we got to introduce ourselves. I'm Seth Kelly. I'm one of the hosts. We also have our other two hosts, and their names are... So, before I say my name... <laughs> I want to talk about your name real quick, Seth. Oh, sure, yeah. Because before the podcast started, we were all laughing like Seth Rogen, right? Oh, yes, we were. Um, and I was thinking about Seth Rogen as you were starting that intro segment. Oh, okay. And then you said Seth, and there was a slight pause, and I was expecting you to say Rogen. I don't know why. I don't know why. But my brain just auto-filled it as Rogen, and then when mm. you said Kelly, my brain like, was like, Whoa. oh, What? Welcome to Auto In uh, with uh, Seth welcome, Rogen. Uh, welcome to Auto. That was an off. <laughs> Seth was, Rogen we were doing like, it so well, uh, too. Where to go? Welcome. And I'm James Franco. Uh, welcome. Jay- welcome. Uh, yeah. My name is Seth Rogen. Uh, we also got <laughs> James Franco here. Yeah. James Franco. Yeah. Uh, and it's me, the lizard. I'm freaking. Jordan Hill. No, I, I was trying to trying to be the lizard king himself. Uh, oh, James Spader. No, what, what's his name? The the guy that yelled about frogs. And the chemicals. Oh, Alex what? Jones. Yeah, Alex Jones. That oh, guy. yeah. I don't watch his show. I, I don't know his name. Oh, yeah, Alex oh. Jones. I, I don't know how to do his. It's me, uh, Alex Jones. <laughs> it's me, Alex Jones. Um, yeah, well, we got Garrett Walder with us. Hello. We got Will Moulton with us. No. Uh, no, Will Moulton is not with us. <laughs> yeah. I'm he here. is no longer with us. He's no. in a better place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tragic. Uh, sorry, we are here to announce the sad passing of William Moulton. <laughs> All right. We knew Everybody. him well. Everybody salute. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I was pretty old. <laughs> oh well. Uh-oh. I, I'm uh, currently the ghost of Will Moulton. So. Yeah, we got the ghost of Will Moulton with us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we do have a couple of announcements regarding uh the future of Auto In, just so that you guys can get kind of settled into uh, what we are planning on uh doing in the future. So we have two announcements. Uh, Garrett, would you like to take it away with the first one? Sure. Okay, yeah. So, um, as many of you have probably noticed by now, I'm not actually Garrett. I am a uh, <laughs> liaison for Garrett that he hired with his extensive um, network of uh, agents that he uses to accomplish various tasks around the world. Um, Absolutely. And so, the reason for that is that, unfortunately, because of spatial um, or geographical so you know how physics works, correct? Uh, no, more or less. Explain you can you cannot. Okay, well, okay. This is this is a bit of a debate, right? Among like the uh, meta metaphysics community, probably not that I'm a part of that, but just like you know. Okay. Personally, I am skeptical of the idea of astral projection, and I would assume you would agree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So by that logic, I can only be in one place at one time. Like, I am tied oh, to wherever yeah. my physical being currently is, right? Yeah. And going forward, that physical being will not be in close proximity to the studio. Ah, I see. So, going forward, after the end of this season, unfortunately, 
I will have to be stepping down as a consistent host of Auto In. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on how the show goes on forward, I may be able to come back as like you know guest host on occasion. Um, come back every now and then, but for the majority of the time, I will not be on the show, unfortunately, which is too bad. Mm. I, I have very much enjoyed doing this, and I would stay if it was reasonably possible for me to do so. But life happens, and uh, I'm trying to think of a quote to use there that's very uh, impactful and important. Uh, maybe like like um, Winnie the Pooh once said, I look like I would be a dictator of China. Did he? And that really spoke to me. Yeah, it did. he did. He actually never said that. But he does look like the dictator. <laughs> he does look like that. Come at but me. also, hey. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I, ga- I got to say, it would be a lot easier if uh, astral projection were a thing. Yes. And you could, uh, we would have literally <laughs> the literal me, the ghost of Will Moulton, and the astral projection of Garrett all on auto Sounds in like a as host. Sounds Dragon's Party, if we're being totally honest. Uh, you know what? Uh, that's our <laughs> third announcement, is we, uh, instead of auto in, we're replacing it with just an audio drama sort of like D&D uh, oh, yeah. campaign hybrid. Well, we do have another announcement to bring out. Oh, nice. Oh, your cough button was on. You actually, you turned on your cough button. I used it. I am proud of you. Nice. I'm so proud of you. Um, but yeah, another announcement that we want to make about uh, kind of where we're moving forward on this podcast is uh, normally, you know, winter break, we took a little break and then we kept on going with season two this semester. Uh over summer break, next semester, and uh, winter break, we're going to be taking a break from Auto In where we really focus on our studies. I mean, Will's going into a master's degree, right? So, uh, and I'm going into my junior year. We're going to be focusing on our studies, but also focusing on where we want to take Auto In in the future, where it's going to go. And so, me and Will will deliberate on that uh, over this break. And um, if, if, all else, you know, if all goes well, then we will renew it for a third season in 2022. Uh, we'll, we'll see. And uh, we'll figure that out over this break. So uh, in the meantime, I, I hope you've enjoyed this and we hope to come back for a season three. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it all goes. Uh, that being said, let's get into our main topic for today. And that is music in broadcast. So we'll start off kind of talking about um, how music is uh, made in w- in one way or another. We kind of have varying levels of experience with that. Um, we Will and I both took audio production and were able to, uh, I believe, did you do the uh, mixing the the worship song mixing project for audio production do you mean for my final project yeah for the final project i believe i did oh yeah so it we was, both uh, worked on op- that i remember it was option b was so. yes was that um because there was like the video of them doing stuff and then you had to mix the audio to make it sound good yeah get all the stems yes yeah. i also did that one okay we all three did that one yeah Cool. So we have a good bit of uh, experience mixing uh, in Adobe Audition. Um, since 2015, I, I, I've been doing this less now because I have the podcast and uh, also a number of other things like work and, you know, um, studies, stuff like that. But I've been, I've been making music with FL Studio and 
Uh, there are a lot of other, you know, software that people use to make music. People have uh, the industry standard, I believe, is uh, just as Adobe is the industry standard for a lot of things. For graphic design, it's things like, you know, Photoshop, Lightroom, Illustrator, uh, that for photography as well. Uh, for video editing, it's Premiere. For audio, it's Audition. Um, and and uh, Pro Tools is the one for music making and mixing and things like that. And that's what they really push here at DBU, at least. And uh, in the industry, that's kind of the standard is Adobe Pro Tools. Yeah, a, uh, a good friend of mine's brother uses... Um pro tools i believe to make a bunch of music yeah so i've actually seen it being used quite a bit it looks really interesting uh personally i've used logic pro a little bit as well oh yeah um i've heard good things apple one which uh yeah logic's pretty cool um from what i was told because i don't have a lot of experience with this um like the music side of audio production but um what I was told is that Logic is really good at interfacing MIDI with oh your, yeah like uh what is it not is it called timeline oh with the, I don't think it's timeline because timeline is video editing but audio I'm not sure if it's timeline or not uh, in FL um, Studio we call it the playlist but okay. I I don't know if they call it that in Pro Tools I don't know which that's what I was looking at doing was I got a keyword from my uncle so I was like hey I want to do some cool MIDI stuff with this so nice. um and then. Many years ago, I actually got um, Logic for basically free wow. um, through a, a student bundle that Apple had because uh, I was buying it for Final Cut. And it was already cheaper than just buying Final Cut on its own, but it included Final Cut Compressor, which is the compression software or like the rendering software that Apple has. Okay. Uh, and then Motion Graphics, um, just Apple's graphics thing all these are apple but um yeah which is motion um and then main stage which is for like live events uh like programming lights and sounds and all that sort of stuff it's really cool cool um and so yeah so basically i was able to get that entire bundle of software for cheaper than just buying final cut on its own that's really cool i was like yeah why wouldn't i do that and so i did long story short logic pretty cool yeah yeah I, w- I would definitely say if you're looking at if you're into making music and you're looking for like synths or new instruments things like that uh, bundles are great getting bundles sometimes there are those situations where you can get bundles of uh, different instruments and samples and things like that for a for the same price or a cheaper price than it is to get any one of those individually which, um, I think there was one time like a sale for 200 bucks or something on about 950, I think, dollars worth of instruments. And uh, I think it was just instruments and, and other like effects and stuff like that. And I was able to get it for 200 bucks. Dang. Okay. Um, yeah. So and of course, that was after a whole lot of saving and things like that. So yeah. um, which... Uh, if we're if we're talking about if we're talking about saving, we can do two different kinds of saving. Financial saving, yes, you need that. If you're working on music projects, save all the time. I'll, I will say that, especially if you're working with FL Studio and you get like good, and it crashes all the time. <laughs> like it oh, takes yeah. about sometimes like five tracks worth of instruments in order for FL Studio to be like nope, and the CPU like just implodes. So yeah. 
Um, Speaking of sampling, I was looking at, because I just wanted to mess around and make kind of like my first, you know, electronic-y type song in in, uh, Logic. And so I was looking online for royalty-free vocal samples. Mm -hmm. And because I searched that like once on YouTube, for multiple months afterwards, anytime I got an ad on YouTube, it was a vocal sample, like advertisement. And the amount of times I've heard this one lady going like, oh, 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 why did I never believe in us? Or something like that. It's a really good vocal sample. And every time I hear it, I'm like, that's pretty good. It's also the fifth time I've heard it today. Oh, <laughs> wow. uh, that reminds me every time I watch YouTube because I bought an Artlist subscription for my portfolio class. Oh, yeah? Yeah, year long. So expensive. Oh, I get but so many of those ads. It's like, Looking to create the perfect video without oh, <laughs> motion array. It's like, oh my gosh, it's every single ad. So you brought this up earlier, Will, um, and I think that it's a good thing to go into before we get into our first break, but um, especially for people who are interested in getting into uh, music making, is sound libraries and sample libraries, things like that. Artlist is one of them, especially if you're getting into like audio for video. Um but or just video making in general for audio i've heard really good things about splice it is a subscription i think it's a paid subscription but um but you can get a lot of different like samples off of that and such um i i haven't used splice but i've heard very good things about i haven't heard a bad thing about splice um i did my internship last semester for many of you don't know but um i i know the church I go to now, Sea Life Community Life Church in Sunnyvale, mm-hmm. uh, uses Audio Jungle, and they buy the songs every like. Uh, the Audio Jungle has a different pricing system than uh, Artlist, which I get because they um, you can listen to the song and you can try and clip it or download it, right? But it will have the this lady going Audio Jungle. Over the over the song. <laughs> oh right, yeah. yeah. Like the the audio equivalent of the Shutterfly. Yeah, over yeah, the, yeah. Audio jungle. Or not Shutterfly. What is it? Yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, every yeah, Shutterfly. So Photo. They, you have to buy the pre- uh, You have to buy the song outright. So it's like twenty bucks for a song, and it's like that's crazy. Why not just pay two hundred bucks for? This is why I prefer Artlist because with Artlist it's like um, twenty bucks for a song, and it's not even twenty bucks for a song. It's two hundred bucks for a whole year, so oh, wow. that so according to Audio Jungle's prices, I get ten songs for ten videos. I made my money back. Okay, yeah, interesting, very interesting. Well, uh, those also, are... I guess one last thing on this subject. Yeah. Um, now, Seth, you would know much more about this than I would, just because you are more probably in the music making community, especially when it comes to like digital music making, but. Um, People will give you trash for using samples in your music. Right. And I don't think that that is inherently bad. And most like professionals from what I've seen are over here like it's not a big deal to use samples in your music. So don't don't worry about it sort of thing. Like it was funny. There's a song that I really like. I believe it's called Drop the Bounce. I hate to admit it, but it's from Dance Dance Revolution. Okay, <laughs> and it's very don't hate to admit it's very, that. No, it's very that's on true. brand I'm, for you. I'm Garrett. very I'm I love DDR, dude. I I 
there was a solid Garrett, year. I just know um, life DDR, but um, that, that's very on brand for you. I gotta say, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. But <laughs> that's actually a compliment. I love DDR. <laughs> I was able to clear songs on expert for so long, and wow, then I, wow. I probably lost a lot of my skill. But anyway, that's impressive. I kind of sw- I kind of switched to Beat Saber, and then it kind of carried over. But I haven't played either in a long time now. But anyway, okay. So to finish what I was saying. Yeah. There is a song in there that I really liked and had a cool vocal thing in it, right? I'm like, okay, that's fun. I, I was listening to Spotify EDM playlist. Yeah. Like a few months ago, and I found a song, and at one point, the same vocal track comes in oh, from right. that other song. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, it's a sample. <laughs> right. I didn't even realize that. So, like, I don't think anyone cares in the long run if you use samples or not in audio stuff. Um, yeah, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, especially like drum samples. I, m- most of my drums come from drum samples or like drum lab presets, and I've been fine. <laughs> They've been pretty fine to mix and master. Uh, I mean, you don't master the individual elements, of course. You master the entire mix, but... Yeah, just you do you, especially when you're starting out. Samples are fine. You know, um, if, if you're starting out on making music, don't expect to make amazing music when you first start out. Like people who have those SoundCloud accounts or YouTube accounts where they're just like, hey, I'm just now, you know, releasing music and it's like amazing. Uh, probably not like their first stuff. They've probably been making music for years before they started releasing it and that's why it sounds so good now so uh do not be discouraged do not be afraid for the lord your god will be with you wherever you go haha <laughs> something like that joshua 1 9 slash deuteronomy oh, wow. 30 30 something we're gonna get into our first break and you then know what else has breaks uh what else music that yes yeah in and fact that means we should go into our first break yeah, yeah. hey uh, when, we, <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about broadcasting specifically and the relationship between music and broadcast when we use it, when we don't, I guess we could talk about that when we don't use music. Um, but yeah, stay tuned and we will be right back with that. Welcome everyone to segment two. Today we're going to today. Yeah. Why not? Today. Yeah. yeah. Right now. Right now, we're getting into like uh, broadcasting, music and broadcasting specifically. Um, the first things I think about when I think of music and broadcasting is like um, intro music. Like intros are especially in uh, news shows or game shows, also talk shows, but also for things like, you know, uh, sports games. You often have music tracks. Um Broadcasts are hardly broadcasts are hardly complete without it. Hardly complete oh, without yeah, music. Um, and th- you ha- you have some iconic like uh, you know sort of music. Uh, what do you call them? N- not stab like sort of uh, like you got the you know Sports Center top ten. Which oh yeah 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 oh like little hooks little like little uh, hooks yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also got um what else do we have family feud or our press is right is like no you know what i was just singing i was not singing family feud i was singing uh 
I was singing a song from Charlie Brown, the musical. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. What is it called? Nice. Um, uh, um, do you see this tree? This is a fir tree. Oh, I it's called know. a fir tree because it gives us fir. What? Uh, Interesting. Uh, oh, uh, little known facts. <laughs> okay. Thank you, But Seth. I guess what's Family Feud? I, because... uh, da, 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 da. No, that's... Uh, Price is right. Oh yeah, that is right. We're very knowledgeable about this. We need as you Connor can see. back on here to help. <laughs> yeah, us with can this? we yeah. just? Well, I'll call up Connor and then he can come back <laughs> yeah. on. Right. Um, um, <laughs> we're being a great disappointment to him at this point. Right. We can splice in Connor just correcting us on. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yes. And now a moment with Connor. <laughs> um. But but yeah. Uh. Contrary to what we have just demonstrated. Plenty of uh, iconic music uh, yeah. hooks and such. What are some What are some iconic, uh, like, some things that when you hear the music, you know that is one, like, TV show or one, like, element of broadcast television or something like that? Like the Sports Center, dun 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 uh well I would always think of the A team. Oh okay, classic. For some reason, the first thing that came to my head was uh Batman the Animated Series and that whole like orchestral opening. Well, I always, but that that's a little long for just you a know quick the, like um, CBS on NFL always had this uh, really huge theme. I can't remember it, but I know there was music there, and it always had a huge robot always coming oh, yeah, onto the yeah, thing, yeah. just like. Oh there's yeah, the, there's our sponsor for today, mm-hmm. and he would run. He, off. he would have like a football yeah. or something, and he'd be like, "Hey, look, it's uh, it's uh, it's Frito Lay. They 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 want you to buy the Fritos for your next Spider Man, Spider Man oh, yeah. in theaters, d- December twenty third. Yeah. yeah, it'd be like you know, I don't know. He'd run on and catch football, and then the football would have like you know, Fuzzy's tacos on. That's probably too small for uh, oh for yeah, NFL. I don't know, like Coca Cola. I think about all the times as a family, we would get together and we would turn on NCIS and we would all just, as a family, go, of course do, you do, would watch do, it. Do, 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 oh, do, yeah, do, yeah. do, 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 And then, like, we'd, like, build it up. And then at the very end, when Mark Harmon, like, slams his fist on the table every episode of, like, every season after season one or two. NCIS? Uh, there, there might be. I don't know. It's been a oh, hot really? minute since I've seen There's been NCIS. so much NCIS. I'm sure at some point in their runtime, they've had a goth I remember watching this old crime this show. show like that that was on CBS that had like this really like black lipstick, black hair, like okay. pale person. I don't know. What's the problem with this, Will? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm just not in a great... I'm in an Old Testament mood, as my dad likes to say. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, Harry! <laughs> oh no, Harry! Oh gosh! Have anyway. you seen that video where, like, um, it like there's the dude reading from like a portion from Harry Potter where it went, um, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Oh, yeah. Dumbledore asked calmly, and then it cut to the movie where Dumbledore was yeah. like, Harry, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Of fire. Yeah, man, Harry just straight, straight, up, straight up like choke slams this guy into a wall. like, why'd you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Put your name in the Goblet of Fire. So it's starting to sound like a Muppet right there. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Yeah. Um, Swedish Chef is awesome. So Guys, I don't think J.K. Rowling really knows how to write for teenage boys, to be honest. Okay. There's a whole section in the sixth book where Harry's scaly monster is very angry at him because Ginny is kissing somebody else. It's 
I dead serious. There's a whole excerpt, and it's so funny because J.K. Rowling does not know how to write for men. I mean, wouldn't he be upset? Oh yeah, he'd be upset, but she describes it in such stupid detail. Okay. I mean, I don't think the book series was written exclusively for boys. No, though. but she doesn't know how to the write. The lips a were red. Oh, you're saying <laughs> both she- of theirs were the top and bottom lips were both red. <laughs> <laughs> the number they, of lips they had were two, were two, and all two of them were red. <laughs> it's like the Monty Python holy hand grenade. Yeah, <laughs> you shall, uh, you shall hold, you shall pull. Or wait, you shall hold the hand. You shall count to three. Yes, yeah. no more, not two. After pulling the pin, thou four. shalt count to three. Four shall not be the number that thou shalt count to. Nigh thy two, unless <laughs> then proceeding on to three. Five is right out. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, father was a hamster, and your mother smelt of elderberries. <laughs> I spit at you. I fought in your general direction, or something like that. <laughs> I, uh, that your arms weird. off. <laughs> it is but, but a flesh a, wound. It is but a scratch. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, it it's isn't. It's just a flesh wound. But but your arms gone. No, it, it isn't. It is but a scratch, and just starts kicking me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, honestly, like. I, I guess there's not a lot to talk about in terms of music and broadcast. Sometimes people use music in broadcast. Hey, uh, I think it's a good time <laughs> for a break. Yeah, honestly, we haven't uh, we haven't been doing a lot, but honestly, I love that the last five minutes have just been Monty Python quotes. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Seth's going to keep that in, but for the last like f- probably solid five minutes, we've just been literally word for word quoting Monty Python in yeah. various ways. All right, we'll see you after break. All right, welcome back. Uh, today we are, I literally say today every time, as if it's a different day every time we, we start a segment. Well, we Whatever. spread these out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually. This is the start of uh, the episode after the last one we recorded. That's the new way we're doing auto win. We are going back to the weekly schedule, but we're only releasing it a segment at a time. Mm-hmm. That's what I actually meant by we're taking a break next semester. So welcome to audio and broadcast part three. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, today... We're, I did it again, whatever. Uh, we're going to be talking about just like going into our favorite music. I think we've talked about it a little bit, but we haven't gone like full on into detail what our actual like go to genres are or uh, how how they've developed. Maybe if you want to get into that. Um, but what kinds of music? I think we mentioned that like we each have like um music that we have in common with each other but also music that we don't have in common with each other oh, so yeah. uh we'll explore that a little bit who would like to go first um i'll go ahead and go first just because mine is very easy i literally listen to everything like i have pretty much a spotify playlist for just about every genre out there uh but like some of my favorites though um i, I listen to a lot of like alt rock i listen to a lot of like punk um just alternative in general. Uh, recently, I've been listening to a surprising amount of metal just because I went and saw a friend from high school who I hadn't seen in a long time. He's real into metal. Uh, he asked me if I listened to metal. I said, yes. He said, can I see your playlist? I showed him my playlist, and he commented that my playlist wasn't heavy enough. Nice. And it made me really self-conscious about my metal playlist. And oh, so no. I was like, oh, I need to start listening to this more because I like heavier metal stuff, but I'm like, I just don't really have a lot of it on the playlist. So now I'm trying to like find, intentionally find heavier metal and then put it on my playlist right. so that I get some more metal clout. So I can be like, ah, yeah, look, uh, I listen to um, 
I can't even think of a band off the top of my head that would be what I'm trying to say. That's a problem. Anyway. The best musical preferences come from insecurities. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I do love EDM. I was actually listening to some in my room because I found some remixes of songs on SoundCloud that were actually good, surprisingly. Nice. Because like, it's on SoundCloud. You know, it's a shot in the sure. dark, right? Right. But um, I found some pretty good ones earlier, and I was kind of grooving to those. Okay, I will say, oh. the one genre I don't listen to very very much. I'll just say that because technically I have tried to listen to it before. Is noise and noise rock? Oh, okay. Mm. I do not listen to noise. I find it obnoxious, and I've tried. I've tried to get an appreciation for it, and I just cannot do it. I'm so sorry. Mm. But noise oh. rock, I have a little bit more respect for, or not. I I respect both. I should say, but noise rock. I listened to an entire noise rock album just to do it. Yeah, and I didn't. It was one of the best ones I think I could have done because I liked it, but I would never listen to it again, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. It was called uh, You Won't Get What You Want, I believe, or You Can't Get What You Want by a band called Daughters. And oh, lyrically, I loved the album. The songwriting on that thing, absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Everything else about it is intentionally <laughs> super obnoxious. Uh, and it fits yeah. with the thematics of the album which is basically exploring these really dark parts of the human experience and kind of like going into that. And so the entire thing is kind of designed to give you this feeling of just uneasiness all the way through. Right. But because of that, it's not very fun to listen to. Sure. So once you've listened to it once, most people are like, that was cool. I never need to do that again (laughs) sort of thing. I, Um, uh, moving on to me, but... uh, (laughs) Really, what I've been always interested in, and I've always loved this genre, is called future funk. Oh, I adore future funk. funk. Uh, Oh my gosh, dude, St. Pepsi. Whoa, 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 hey, it's my turn, it's my turn, man. (laughs) It's Will's self-proclaimed turn. Bro, 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 I got to shill. It's Will's turn, it's Will's turn. Dude, I have to shill for St. Pepsi. Will's turn, Will's turn. But do you know St. Pepsi, Will? No. Oh my gosh. Children, children, calm down. Hit Vibes by St. Pepsi (laughs) is the best future funk album out there. Listen sure, because Tupperware Remix Party's giving them a run for their okay, money with tu- Over the Top. Tupper, Tupper Waves, Baby I Miss You, is also very good. Tupper Waves... Or, uh, uh, sorry, To You, Baby With Love is amazing. I guess, Baby, I miss you. coming at you, roll with it somewhere out there, need each other on this rock and black swan of Over the Top. Just came out last year. So good. Other than that, I am getting back into some 80s rock. Nice. Uh, classic 80s rock. Not Rush, but... Definitely more, uh, you know, looking at what Apple and Spotify are giving me for 80s rock because right now I've found a newfound love for Journeys Any Way You Want It, That's the Way You Need It. And it's oh, just okay. my favorite, like, song to headbang to because it's just... Any way yeah. you want it, that's the way you need it. But Any way as you, you can see, my new my newest song so far, obviously we share... Uh, Prog uh, I, I listen to prog rock as in Rush and mostly <laughs> exclusively Rush. Nice. Um, but for classic rock, you know, Jukebox Hero, Any Way You Want It, We mm. Built This City, uh, Pour Some Sugar On Me by uh, uh, Def Leppard. Yeah, it's yeah. Def Leppard. Photo, photograph. I'm really getting Look into Def Leppard. Look at this photograph. Yeah. Oh, Different by Nickelback? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, photograph. Look at this graph. Look at this graph. <laughs> heat of the moment. Uh, What's the heat of the moment? Yeah, I know. We're What's not going to take it. Uh, Twisted oh, Sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, feel the noise. You know, that Come stuff. Come on, feel the noise. But also, I'm really, because of my 
portfolio project, I've been really listening in on some Tarantino music right now. You know, Quentin Tarantino always has such great soundtracks for his movies. Yeah, like so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the uh, there is I'd also imagine. the Austin Spoke Powers in the theme middle in there with you. Uh, the da 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 I don't know that, but oh, I think yeah. it's delightful okay. that you just did yeah. what you just did. <laughs> uh, California Dreamin', Son of a Preacher Man. California. Oh wait, that's that's Tupac. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and don't let me be misunderstood <laughs> is the best showdown song music I've ever heard. It was from Kill Bill. It's so cool. Kill us, Bill us. It's like uh, it's like the most like uh, uh, sorry, I'm doing my Tim Allen noises again. <laughs> that sounded more like Arnold Schwarzenegger noises. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. But yeah, basically, it's really good. Um, very that. Quarantine Funky Time Going Crazy Time is another name of my playlist that I, I'm listening to. <laughs> funky Time Crazy Time? No, it's Quarantine Funking Going Crazy... Sorry. Quarantine <laughs> Funky Going Crazy Time. Uh, I made this during quarantine. It's got Rasputin, uh, Downtown, uh, Rasputin. My Sharona, Let It Be, Jump In Line by Harry Belafonte. If you guys know Harry Belafonte, I am a I love Harry Belafonte. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Supersonic Rocket Ship. Um, Barroom Blitz, uh, Come On Get Happy, as in, you know, I think da- David Cassidy, I, it's from some sp- song family in the 80s, but yeah, that's basically what I'm listening to. Interesting. Nice. Yeah, um, I would say that I would like to be the kind of person who could say that I listen to everything. Um, realistically, I'm a person who respects mo- like 99% of music. Um but I don't necessarily listen to everything. Okay. Do you um, respect noise? I have not listened to any noise, I don't okay. think. So I couldn't tell you one way or the other. After um, the show, I'm going to play you a song called Woodpecker Number 1 by a man named Mersbaugh. Okay. And I will get your opinion after. Okay, yeah. you. <laughs> it sounds like you definitely will. Um, but yeah, I... I grew up listening to, of course, like, you know, classic, you know, Christian youth group music. So we're talking like Lecrae, uh, mm. also, uh, what DC else talk. we got? Uh, yeah, a bit of DC talk, yeah. especially Toby Mac, because that's oh, what I yeah. grew up with, because he like, you know, 2001 was his first album. So oh, he yeah, was yeah. getting, this was before he got like full on pop and like future bass. And he was mm. more just like, you know, gospel uh, kind of kind of music deal um and you know calling god daddy kind of gospel music uh, and things uh, like that daddy and god. Uh, <laughs> yeah um so i definitely replaced those lyrics at this point um but but i have i have just as much i think if not more of an appreciation for toby mac um nowadays uh I, we even listened to a little bit of skillet when we were kids i know and and we didn't turn out to be goths uh and that that's a bit of a rarity, you know what I'm saying? Um, but but yeah, um, I, I I'd gone through like it's not really that I went through phases. It's just that I went through short stints of like listening to uh, all kinds of different things. So um, so recently, well, uh, about like 2015. 
2013, 2014, I started getting a lot more into EDM. Um, Electronic dance music is what that acronym stands for. Specifically, I got into EDM through the record label Monster Cat, which is where what my uh, older brother showed me. Um, and so I got all kinds of different varieties of, um, of EDM. Uh, from the more generic kinds, which I appreciate a lot more than a lot of the people in the Monster Cat community, but uh, the more generic kinds and, you know, ranging from those to like the more unique kinds that are a lot more experimental or Mm. uh, a lot more kind of emotional stuff like that. But um, I I really got into more uh, indie styles, especially... um, especially Chris Rice, uh, you know, indie Christian short sort of uh, music and um, and even a bit of pop. Like recently I was introduced to the album, like the very first album of Owl City, Ocean Eyes. Oh, yeah. I have um, a friend who listens to Owl City a lot and that's an album he really likes. I, I really love Owl City. Um, the only albums that I've listened to all the way are his most recent one, Cinematic, and... His one from 2000, I think, 15 called Mobile Orchestra, okay. and his and his album Ocean Eyes, um, the the deluxe edition specifically because there are a lot more songs on that one. Yeah, but um, you know, it's it's very signature Owl City, right? But he's he's the kind of artist that takes one style or, or that took one style in Ocean Eyes and explored it in every possible way that he could. So he's the kind of artist that people would listen to a lot of his music and think, "Wow, all of it sounds the same." Yeah, uh, which is you know could be kind of true to an extent any artist that takes one particular style that is unique to them and explores every possible aspect of it is bound to get people who say that all of their music sounds the same um which they're onto something like they have one particular style that sometimes they rehash in new ways um but but I find that people are a, a, a lot more than people give it credit for, not just for Owl City, but a lot of different artists, that um, that people are just taking their original style and um, and kind of spinning it in a new way, even if it's not very much of a fresh way, and they kind of yeah. miss in that department. I get you. And on the complete other side of the spectrum is my favorite band, AOL Nation, where every single one of their four albums they've put out has sounds nothing like each other, and it's hilarious. Wow, I love that. Like, first album is very, like, electro-pop sort of, like, dancey electro-pop sort of thing. Like, if you know the song Sail, it's oh, off yeah. of that album that was like, Sail! <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's off that album, which majority of that album sounds nothing like Sail, which is funny. Oh, but, wow. You know that it it's that sort of kind of electronic-y, synthy sort of like fun dancey pop mm-hmm. music. Second album, hard like alternative rock sort of vibe. Very has this very kind of like dark undertone to it and all that stuff, right? And then third album, very much like grunge, very like oh wow, grungy almost at some point to garage rock sound. And then fourth one, I haven't listened to actually, which is funny. I own it. I need to, I need to listen to it. But um, the uh, the fourth one, from what I've heard, is like kind of back to this alternative sort of sound, but almost like a combination of the more punky garage rock sound of the third one and the alt rock sound of the second one, but almost more of a pop sound too. To it, it's it's just like. It's hard to pin down at any point what their specific sound is. So it's funny that, you know, you have like Owl City, which very samey through most of their 
genre and they just kind of move around in that one sound and then you have like AWOL Nation who just straight up you never know what the next album's gonna sound like sort of thing right yeah there's definitely there's beauty to both approaches and um I uh, I have a whole lot of respect for artists who uh, for in a lot of cases more respect for artists who uh take completely different directions every single project they do um versus people that you know you know where what you're gonna get um I don't know if you guys listen to any country, but I don't. <laughs> um, uh, I I appreciate country. I know a lot of people who love it, and I've heard a lot growing up just because Texas, right? But um, I don't listen to it consistently, no. Um, yeah. Th- like, the I have only- a country playlist on Spotify. I just don't listen to it very often. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I like country all right. I mean, it's, it's not something I would submerge myself in. Um, in terms of rap and hip-hop, the only rapper I really listen to is NF, and I would highly recommend his NF new mixtape, Clouds. Really good stuff. Actually, uh, I haven't listened. I've only listened to actually three or four songs on it. So actually, I'm gonna have to go and listen to the entire mixtape. But, um, but most recently, I've been getting into these artists named Hadassah Grace. Hadassah Grace is a third culture kid who makes like indie guitar and piano okay. u- ukulele kind of music. Interesting. Um, which is beautiful lyrically and. Um, Zuphoria is one artist that does lo-fi hip-hop, jazz, and uh, sometimes like really ambient music and some piano music too. So those are a lot of the stuff, you know, wide variety of stuff that I'm into. Um, all right. Well, uh, conclusion, music is cool. Music is good. I like it. Um, give me more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's uh, maybe like encourage other artists to like... Uh, Make more not by grimes. listening. <laughs> <laughs> look, except for look, some. Just because you're jealous that Elon Musk gets to hang out with Grimes, will okay? Look, I don't give <laughs> anything for Grimes. <laughs> I don't like her music. Well, uh, some people hate things. Some people love things. And what I love is last words. One of the things I love most. So is we got any? Is that a threat? Uh. <laughs> Uh, no, that's just that's just me being super on the nose about my psychopathic tendencies. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm I the the only thing is I can't murder Will. Will's already dead. Oh, you're right. Yes. You're right I you're can right. murder you, Garrett. Well, Oof. but I'm projecting. So if you can find you his show body, me that song, we're gonna talk about that. Hey, okay, okay, okay. If yeah. you can find his body, that's the big question. Yeah, because you know, I am actually there. projecting currently. So, oh, you, you will... actually are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah, wonder yeah, yeah, you, look, you were talking look, about how look, you don't believe in that. I'm gonna stick my hand through this glass right here. Okay. Yep. I okay. I knew it. Yeah. Sorry. I yeah. I just uh, you're it gonna off have really to well. disinfect that later. Uh, <sighs> you definitely just lied to me about astral projection. Um, ah. Okay. Well, this has been Auto In, hosted by Seth Kelly, Will Moulton, and Garrett Walder, with music produced and performed by Jesse Liked and logo designed by John Brezenio. Thank you for listening, and see you next week. Next two weeks. My bad. Ha <laughs> ha. Auto out.